Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Get It podcast plot twist. Today, <laughs> Ashley Lauren and I, it is Naz, we are going to ramble on some things that we actually do get, and then we'll, we will be joined by the sage, wise relative of the Iconetti's, Uncle Robert, later on in the podcast. Um, but just so you guys know, Lauren's audio might be weird on this podcast because we recorded it on different days. Um, but yeah, we decided to do I get it because why not? We're right? like positive, you know, we're living, we're trying to be positive in this life right now, right? Yeah. It was very difficult for me to think of one. It was, you know what's so weird? It was easier for me to think of I get it than I don't get it. <laughs> but my I get it will be most people or is probably a lot of people's I don't get it. So really? it's technically the same thing if we're being meta. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because uh, something okay. that you don't get is sometimes something that I get. And something that yeah. I get is something that you don't get. So it's really all the same. I actually have an I don't get it, I get it. I have a get it, and then a, a spinoff of it is an I don't get okay. it. Okay. And I because I am Larry David and cynical and negative, I actually want to start off with an I don't get it yeah, before I start with my here. too. Okay, Ashley, what's yours? Oh, Lauren's going to laugh at me because this is how old I've gotten, that I can't stop talking about this one sparkling water. Like, Lauren's like, holy shit, Ashley, I've been with you so much this week, and you bring it up to everyone. It's Spindrift. Yes, Spindrift. And Spindrift has been around for a very long time. Ever the grapefruit one. (laughs) Yeah, it's like everyone's favorite. You guys, everyone loves Spindrift. Spindrift is having, I think that was, it's having around before LaCroix. It's having a moment, though, because all of a sudden on social media, media, people are comparing Spindrift to LaCroix and Bubbly. And my I don't get it is why anyone would choose Bubbly or LaCroix over Spindrift. This stuff tastes fresh. This is like a sparkling all, juice. What the fuck happened to our love for Perrier? Like what happened oh, to I you? Like, like Perrier. Perrier oh, is number one. You got me on Perrier Slim Cans and that is the number one sparkling Slim water. Cans. There is no <laughs> there is no fucking competition. So why where are you coming out here with this old Spindrift stuff? Have you had uh, a lemon Spindrift? <laughs> I've had a lemon. I've had the grapefruit spindrift. Okay, don't have a lemon, and then this is how I told you. I told you have the Perrier, you know, a lemon, a lime, and then you put a lemon in it, and that is and it tastes like delicious. But if you don't want to do the work of like cutting the lemon and you just need to run and go, get a lemon spindrift. It has lemon squeeze in it, fresh, and it's it literally tastes like a full full lemon lemon. in it. But sometimes I think it's almost a little too tart. But it tastes like does it taste like Sprite? Because when you get a Perrier lime slim can. It doesn't. And you, okay, see, no, I need it to taste like Sprite. And you squeeze, you cut a lemon in half, squeeze some lemon into it. It literally tastes like Sprite. That's what I'm saying. Spindrift tastes more like a juice. And then if you do like a LaCroix or a, or a Perrier, that tastes more like a soda. 
Yeah, I I want a soda. If it's carbonated, I want it to taste like soda. I don't want it to taste like juice. Okay, but when I then, then I'll just have Ashley. champagne or prosecco, prosecco or a bubbly. Wait, what? <laughs> champagne and prosecco, alcohol? Yeah, like if you're if you're having something bubbly that's juicy, it should, in my eyes, just at least get you buzzed. Um, What's the point? Then you're oh. just wasting calories. It's not. That's the There's whole zero thing. Calories. Naz, this has. Three calories. Look at this. Three calories. What's the amount of sugar? What? How many grams of sugar? Zero. Zero total really? sugar. Wow. I know. Okay. So when All I right, get back, every time LA. Ashley and I would go to, a, whenever we went to a restaurant last week or had any kind of meal, Ashley would be like, "Oh, have, have you had a spindrift, Lauren?" And I'm like, "Yes, Ashley, I've had a spindrift." And then the next day, Lauren, Lauren, you have to have a spindrift. And I'm like, "Are you high?" But I will say, who in That's the like world? when your parents get excited about stuff and they keep repeating it and you're like, mom, yes. I know, I know that like, the hefty actually, trash bags are better than the black one. Yes, you guys, I know. but who in the world would name their drink Spindrift? That is such a mouthful. And I think that's why it suffered compared to the other b- bubbly brands. I would argue that Spindrift rolls right off the tongue and is a beautiful, really fun word to say. Well, LaCroix, people got LaCroix. LaCroix, no one even knows how to pronounce. I fucking, if someone mentions that or drinks that around me, I literally want to walk up to them and like knock it down to the ground and be like, stop drinking moose saliva. I don't understand the appeal of LaCroix. LaCroix, LaCroix. I don't get it. I don't get it. I like it. I just like the bubbles. I need bubbles if I'm having a meal. So I'll, if it's no calories, I'll drink anything with bubbles. Right, but get Perrier. Don't get mousse saliva. I don't like LaCroix's taste very much either. I also don't um, understand. That's another name. Like people ended up getting, understanding how to pronounce LaCroix because we were all drinking it. So it was like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. Bubbly, fantastic name. Perrier, also pretty great. Freaking Spindrift? That is... Because it, it was around before that. Maybe. I like the All name Spindrift. I will say my favorite name and one of my top favorite right under Perrier is Topo Chico. Topo Chico is such a fun name to say. And it's like the best mineral, like carbonated water, like the plain original flavor right under Perrier. I, I can't see it. I don't Have know. Have you had a, um, a high so, noon you, yet, Ness? You've had a high noon. No, I haven't had high noon. Well, it's blowing uh, the uh, Trulies and the, what are they called? White Claws out of the water. They, oh, they're going to have to yeah. compete hardcore because high noons are you sold kn- out everywhere in New England because it's what? it's a total New England drink. They're delicious. They so like really. I would get wasted every day. Wow. The uh, fun secret, if you don't have access to that, I do want to. So, okay, I'm going to try the Spindrift Lemon and I'm going to try the high noon. And then mm-hmm. I'll get back to you guys. Okay. But both just so everyone knows, knows sure. something that's really affordable and good is the Trader Joe's Spike Seltzer. Their brand is really oh. cheap. We'll get you a little buzzed. I mean, honestly, we should be sponsored by all these fucking people. <laughs> okay, you really buzz, and it's like really affordable and, and pretty pretty decent. Okay. Naz, what is your don't get it starting off the Okay, so my I don't get it. And this was sparked by a conversation with my brother who I I don't talk about my brother a lot, but my brother still lives with my parents. He's four years younger than me. He's extremely tall. He has such a good body. I love men's fashion, so I always try and dress him, but he refuses to like dress the way I want him to dress. And like, I mean, whatever. He's like living a happy life just being who he is and I'm being like an annoying person. But my brother 
wears hair gel and he and again he's from south florida you know like we're dominican and my dad wears hair gel and i literally am like trying to explain to them that like that's not it's like not a thing and then and you guys know i went on um i went on a date recently with someone that all the three of us know Mm -hmm. and he was wearing hair gel and i was like what like I don't get You're hair dating gel. Yourself. Like I don't get You're hair so gel. And like just don't wear hair gel. I don't know. You don't need it. Get a pomade. Like but I don't, even like, pomade. But a little bit, like a little Noah yeah, Centineo, little, you know, like for ugh, for a little ugh, Harry Styles Noah for like Centineo. texture. Ugh, Harry Styles. <laughs> like mm. I don't want your hair like completely like hard with hair gel. I mean, it's hard. It literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad uses the got to be uh, uh, gel that people lay wigs down yeah. with. I'm not kidding. I he know. uses that to slick his hair down. And I know that that's my 64 year old dad's look, and I'm not changing that, but we got to elevate Chris a little Wait, bit. Wait, Lauren, you know? dad, that's what I'm saying. Dad Chris doesn't is look like, like young. he has any product in his hair, though. It looks dry when he, he just like flattens it I don't, out. He just lightly rubs it, rubs it down, yeah. but. Um, it's just funny because as most women, I don't want to generalize, but most of us, you know, like try and sort of like pay attention to trends and like what's, yeah. you know what I mean? We're always trying new things. And I feel like men just like learn something when they're teenagers and they keep it <laughs> yes. going forever. The same Velcro wallet. I'm like, it is time to grow up. Like, yeah, I need to have an intervention with him. And my brother's so good looking, actually. Like yeah. he's so tall. Yeah. He's such a cutie. He, I'm like, if you would just like not put what does it look like when he has no product in his hair it looks so like noah centineo and he's like he's like that's messy that's messy like and people want messy that's what i'm telling him magazines he doesn't look at instagram discover pages he doesn't know that now messy is it exactly and so he lives like a mess you know and i'm like no that's what you should have what do you what do we 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 all agree that jason tartik is a very handsome man is that gel, a gel yeah. look or did he have a gel look? He had a gel look and now that he's grown his hair out during quarantine, it's like more I free. Know, I free Ashley, you just threw a wrench in it. I know. you know how I feel but about you know Jason's why? face. It's because Jason hair. has that like Frank Sinatra flair, that New York attitude. Uh, Jason in so my head isn't thing. really Frank Sinatra. He's more like a Bill Rancic. Like he's like a business like, I don't sweat. Mean he has like a little freaking personality wise. I mean, look wise. He does not look like Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra has like blue eyes and like is yes! like a skinny white guy. I mean the New York Italian look. I, I don't know. It's not correlating. So you think head. that New York Italians can pull off gel? So maybe. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know what he puts in his hair. He probably just like blow dries it back and then has this tiniest bit of pomade. Or maybe aerosol hairspray. I think you're exactly right. Like, I think Jason puts the right amount of product in his hair and it doesn't look like it's overly gelled, but it's styled. Because you it's need actually that one little piece styled. to fall. Right. Yeah. Right. But you, okay. You need a piece to fall on your face to push back purely for the sex appeal. You know what's scary? And I'll just say it and I'm not cutting it out. It's scary that I have to, like, I just spent the last 60 seconds pondering whether it would sound bad and people would get offended by the fact that I said that he was a New York Italian and therefore he could wear gel. But then if you're not a New York Italian, you may not be able to get away with gel. Like, what kind of world Ashley are we thinks living you don't in? need gel. Yeah. 
No, well, well, I, I agree. Think it's, re- it's like anyone can wear gel. No, yeah. of course. Anybody can if they want. I'm just saying who it looks best on, but then people might get sensitive over it. And What I think is funny is the past 60 seconds, I pondered on just simply what product Jason Tartus Exactly. Uses. I thought that's what you were going to say, Ashley. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I find it funny like we that... we really care. We really care about we'll his hair. And the fact that I had an opinion on it ready to go. Like, I'd already known. I've already... My brain has already observed his hair multiple times that I, like, knew. <laughs> what to say it's i'm like what is my life that's funny oh that's okay funny. that's hilarious so recently i was on our facebook group and i read someone posted that they were looking for a therapist or a counselor and that's why i'm so stoked to tell you guys about better help because they're actually a sponsor on our podcast and it is a great way to get matched with a licensed therapist or counselor. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you want. And what I love about them is that it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aids available because we all know how expensive this stuff is. Yeah, it's funny. Also, I was going to say, it's funny we always are talking about dating, you know, and and dating apps and being matched with humans uh, for dating, but like you can also go and get matched with the perfect therapist You need chemistry with your therapist. You need to. Lauren like tests them out. Exactly. And what's great is that BetterHelp helps clients worldwide. So no matter where you're listening to our podcast from or wherever you live, as long as you have an internet connection, you can get help. And they have licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, sleeping. I've been having a lot of issues with sleeping as of late, which is so annoying. For some reason, I wake up at like 3 a.m. every day now. Um, Anger, family conflicts, self-esteem, and also anything you share is confidential. So they are convenient, professional, and affordable. And if you don't believe Ashley or Lauren and I, you can actually read a bunch of testimonials posted daily on their site. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. We want you guys to start living a happier life today. So as a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash get it. You'll join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that is betterhelp.com slash get it. Okay. Are we going to do our get it? Yeah. Yeah. Get it. Get it. Get it. Okay. Should I start? Yes. You start. Okay. A topic that's come up a lot recently. I don't know why. Just randomly, like with friends that I've been talking to, is air conditioning. I am from Florida. And so Mm -hmm. in Florida, you have to have a sweater everywhere you go because it's so hot outside that the AC Mm -hmm. is ramped the fuck up everywhere you go. Any restaurant, any hotel lobby you walk into, it is cold. And that is how I love things. I have to go to bed (laughs) when it... I have to sleep in 62 degrees and That's everyone so in California thinks I'm crazy because most people don't even put their AC on. I even have my AC on in the winter. I know mm-hmm. that that's not environmentally friendly. It's like the sound and the coldness. I need to sleep in like a cold, dark cave. I just love AC so much. Always I would always prefer to have it on than not have it on and then throw a sweater on and a blanket. Um, yes, but a lot amen. of people are like, it's it's my biggest, I get it. Like, I don't understand how people sleep without air conditioning that can afford to and are, are privileged enough to have it. And I don't understand how people are like anti-AC. Ashley, I'm sure you have a strict opinion. <laughs> I am not anti-air conditioning. I believe in air conditioning. <laughs> I like having the accessibility of air conditioning. However, I do... I would I vehemently is that a word vehemently 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 you know the word I'm trying to say 
yes. do not relate to here is wanting rather putting on a sweater in your own home and keeping the air conditioning on than turning the AC off and just walking around with a tank top and shorts. I will okay. always because prefer. Cozy. I will Thank always you, prefer. In Lauren, cozy. I have no desire to be cozy when it's what? summertime. That is like the one desire of all three no, of us. Not when it's summertime. I love wearing nothing. That's my thing. I love a crop top. That's your thing. And I, I love if shorts. I have to expose my feet. If I <laughs> can't wear socks, if I'm so hot, I have to take my socks off. Then that's very uncomfortable to me. Look, if at, I have guys, any- look at my socks right now. Socks. Yes. Look, I have slippers <laughs> on right now. Yeah, yeah, but don't your feet get sweaty? So no. fucking sweaty. If there's no AC, you can't wear socks and like slippers. If there's no AC on, then you're just dying. Your feet are sweating. I like my ideal room temperature. Like my room temperature would oh, be seventy five or maybe seventy six. Oh, no. But I know that's Disgusting. too high for most people. But like that's, that's what I would like. That's what I could walk around in in a tank top and shorts. And Ashley walks yeah. around like since forever, just like with her little um, like boxer briefs on, basically that she sleeps and she'll come downstairs in them with her bare sticky feet yeah. and then be like, I'm cold. It's like put fucking clothes no, on. A lot of you guys like you put your sweats on and you're still kind of cold. Like, no, I don't want to wear sweats in the summer. I want to just, I, my natural habitat that I feel my most beautiful in is just a little bit sticky. I want to be a little bit extra cold so I can run around and like do things without getting heated. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, I just, and I think to be more specific, my get it is sleeping. It, I should have been way more specific because obviously air conditioning is so broad. But my my I get it is sleeping in extremely cold temperature, extremely? like 60 to 62. What? Well, that, that's like extreme to some people, I guess. That but is that's extreme. Normal 60 is rigid for a room. Oh my God. It's so we nice. We put it on though. 68 here on and that's six- like just maybe one degree too cold. I put it on so 68 like when I sleep too. I think the 68 is a good sleeping temperature. No. And I can't put it on 69. I feel weird if it's an yeah. odd number. Or Lauren and I don't no. do yeah, odd see, numbers. I like put it on 62. 62 is a good number for me. Anyways, that's my I get it wow. is sleeping in extremely cold temperatures. Okay. Lauren? Okay. Um, well, I've been watching Married at First Sight, as I always do, and there's this adorable couple, Amelia and... Bennett. What's Bennett. his name? Bennett. And they are so eclectic, and they just literally don't give two shits of what anyone thinks about them. So they this week, they showed each other their houses, and they just have all this stuff that they love, but nothing goes together. So what I do get and what I wish I could be more like is literally just collecting things that bring me joy and displaying them and not worrying that it doesn't go with everything. And like, it's on a neutral color. Like I just want to have something that mm. makes you smile and then leave it there, you know? But if it doesn't go, I won't worry but about it. But I bet it. you so that like all that. their stuff goes because it's eclectic. No, it does not. It's it does like you look at go. it and you're like, tacky, this does not go. He, he's strung, he's strung <laughs> uh, an alligator on, on a fishing wire from just like a random point in his house because he wanted to look at that alligator because it made him smile. <laughs> Wait, that's he's like, so sweet. Yeah, he's like, I like it just here. And it's like, that's so weird and obviously shouldn't be there. But if you want to look at it and it's cool to you, then do it. And I wish I could have more like weird things. Well, right. Lauren, that's, that's like all. how my rooms used to be. 
that was like my all my Jonas rooms and my InSync rooms. Like I slapped I so. every picture <laughs> and every little me, collectible. But... I display it, and then. I grew up and I turned into this person that needs to have like this monochromatic room and everything needs to like just be pretty. And if it's not pretty, like when Jared brings home his Christmas Snoopy things and like Aww, his, yeah. you know, he, he brings home the Charlie Brown like on ice skates. And I'm like, Jared, mm-hmm, yeah. this, do- this is not a home goods item that looks cute in our Christmassy apartment. Well, see, but the it thing brings is, I joy. think you have to have so much of the weird stuff that you don't even know that it doesn't go. Right. It, it can't like not stick go out. To it not has go. to be yeah. amongst like a bunch of uh, like an antique store. You have store. to go full throttle or not. But wasn't at all. my old mm-hmm. rooms full throttle? I did. It did bring me so much joy. It showed my I personality. Guess, so is that like, who you I, are deep down, Ashley? Like, is that what you'd prefer your house to look like? Or are you just more aesthetic, more into aesthetic now? Um, I'm more into aesthetic now. Yeah, so you grew out of that. You're not that person anymore. I know, but I do understand how that like truly makes you happy, and it it's like your personality threw up on your wall, and I kind of love yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's their houses. Yeah, are. like it's anyways. it's fun. Yeah, like when you think of kids' rooms, they're like way yeah. more expressive. Exactly. Yeah. So we lost our creativity, and these two people on Married at First Sight. I'm sure a lot of you listening out there have watched Married at First Sight. I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they're awesome. Like she just has all these like earrings around that are so <clears throat> bizarre looking, but yeah. she cr- creates these earrings, and I'm like, those don't go with anything, mm-hmm. and they're there. Mm-hmm. And I do get that for well, certain like, people. She also and had I wish her bridesmaids like come down on a unicycle. So absolutely what yeah. that's this girl sounds dope. She's also you a doctor. Watch Can we like, get her on the podcast? She's a real doctor. Maybe, yeah. We can ask Paria. Yeah, yeah we could definitely yeah, have them on the totally podcast cool. once their season's okay. over. For sure. I'm I would love that. Sure. Cool. Okay. Oh, my gosh, you guys. You know we love talking about this next sponsor. They're such a, they're such a genius brand. They're Ethel Ambrosia, and they make alcoholic shot glasses that you can send to your house for the girliest, cutest party. They're, They're alcoholic jello shots. Jello shots. Um, they, oh yeah, did I mention that they were jello shots? No, I didn't. Okay, they're jello shots. They taste so good. They're the most feminine things for bachelorette parties, for um, baby showers, except the mom can't drink it. Um, anything that's super, it's just a girl's night. Gno, um, it's gluten free and it doesn't have, have. Um, what's it? It's, they don't have. It's vegan. It's vegan. It's vegan, and they have a, like many different flavors. They have rose, mojito, citrus punch, and a Moscow mule. And they're fifteen percent alcohol. Fifteen percent alcohol, quite effective. And I'm not very good at drinking, but I am good at eating. So I use these whenever I go to a party and I want to fit in. You know what I mean? A thousand percent. And what's great is we know it's been hard to socialize with your friends these last few months. So when we heard about Ethel Ambrosia, like a company that literally delivers artisanal jello shots to your door, we were like, oh my God, we are so here for it because we are 10 times better at eating than, than drinking and you know what's funny is when it comes to weed like i love edibles and when it comes to alcohol i love jello shots like it's just more it's just (laughs) such a fun way of like taking it in but not only can you buy this for yourself it's great social distance like i was saying if you have a friend that has a birthday if you guys are planning something over zoom so like you can send a box to their house so cute it's so cute. It's original. It's not It's not basic. It's not like what everyone's getting. It's the perfect, fun, boozy gift to send a friend for their birthday engagement, just surviving quarantine. If you have a friend that's like down, like um, Ashley and Lauren said, it's vegan, which is also why I love it. And they have this patent pending cup. The little cups are so cute. They look like champagne glasses. And they're kind of like a push 
push up pop or cup, so you mm-hmm. never have to use your finger. Oh, that's or tongue a whole to, like, other element it to it that makes it super cool. It's like nostalgic. Um, so also important to know it's female owned and the owner is an I don't get it fan. So you guys, if you want to try the cutest, coolest drink right now, they're offering 50% off plus free shipping just for the I don't get it listeners. So to order a box or to send some of these boozy treats to a friend, head to ethelambrosia.com. That is E T H Y L A M. B R O S I A dot com. All right, you got that? Evel Ambrosia dot com. And enter the promo code GET IT at checkout for 15% off your order. Okay, um, my I get it is McFlurries. But see, the thing is, like, because who the hell doesn't get McFlurries? But it is the number one dessert in the entire world next to water parks and the s'more. It's the greatest thing America has given to the world. McFlurries. Is a, is a McDonald's and if McFlurry. you dip the fries in that McFlurry. McFlurries are oh, undeniably one of the greatest desserts. And this is me saying this as somebody who doesn't put ice cream at the top of their dessert choice list. I put mostly baked goods up there. Uh, pies and cakes and, and cookies, uh, brownies. You don't like cake. I do. Remember how we had this whole discussion on the podcast a couple months ago? How I said you like it now? That in quarantine, like I decided now? that I was obsessed with cake. Oh, yes, yes. And you made one at home. Fun sorry, Yes, yes. You are, we are always evolving. I forgot. We are always <laughs> I know. I just, Damn. I know. I think if you back to the episode We don't one have that in common like anymore. I'm pissed. <laughs> I know. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes, keep going. And then, there, then the McFlurry is just, it's so good. It's almost underrated because we don't talk about McFlurries and give them enough respect more often. But now, here, let me tell you here it turns. Here it turns. I only get M&M McFlurries. I yeah. don't understand people who get Oreo McFlurries, but I have to say I've never had one. <laughs> what? That's crazy. You need to have the Oreo to know how incredible the M&M Just have was. a taste of someone else's when they get I will Oreo. say I feel like I am a proponent of the I think the McFlurry, the M&M McFlurry is the number one dessert in the entire world. <laughs> it is number one. S'mores is number two for me. And I actually do try and bring awareness to the McFlurry. I post every time I eat one. And I agree with you a thousand percent. Like it is literally the greatest dessert ever. It is. Ever. And I went to Carvel um, like a month ago and they have their version of an M&M McFlurry. It's just vanilla soft serves with M&Ms in it. And I was like, it'll just be McFlurry. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Not the same. It's not the same. Have you, Honestly, I didn't finish it. I didn't even... I took two bites and I was like, this is not worth it's it. It's the hardness. I don't know what it is. It's the perfect hardness of their ice cream, it's which is hard probably soft not serve. even That's real ice cream. That's why it's so amazing. It's custardy. It's custardy and the M&Ms that add the crunch. And if you get the extra M&Ms and, and the spoon is so You've delightful. It's so long. And, and, it's, I think it's a spoon. and it's the spoon just gets the best scoop. And it's like the power that you that you get from the scoop because the stem of the spoon is just like perfectly the perfect length. Yes. Oh. I will eat that to the last drop. I will eat sure. that to the same. last drop. Same, same. And you know what's amazing? Is, I is the fact that they have like every bite is guaranteed an m&m you never get a bite that's just vanilla ice cream oh, it's so good and if they don't put enough m&ms in it like i'm sorry you need to drive back and ask them to put more like don't do that to yourself <laughs> that's a great i get it okay thanks um, um and I'm, i just want to clarify i was trying to veer off food oh wait i just wanted to tell I have everybody a one that's not food Wait, can I just tell everybody that I think that I'm going to get a lot of hate on the Oreo comment? But here's the deal. I like Oreos 
as themselves, but I'm not a huge fan in general of Oreos being an adornment to other things. Adornment, a word we will hear later on in this podcast. Exactly. Love it. Um, okay, so one of my I get it's is fucking Disney World. When I am around somebody that doesn't understand the importance Lauren, and relevance Lauren. of Disney in all of its glamour, and I am not discriminating against one thing or the other, the movies, the parks, the joy, the happiness, Disney is a feeling that you that you embody. And when I'm around someone that doesn't like Disney, I just it's almost it's almost in the same vein of how I don't trust cats. I'm like, I don't understand how you don't enjoy this very happy, joyful thing in the world. Like, I want to sing the songs. I want to walk around Disney. I want to buy the ears. I want to watch Disney movies to make me feel better. Um, even though, you know, there are a lot of issues in the early movies that we have now tried to eradicate, <laughs> tried to revise. Um, I, I just, I am a Disney girl through and through. I'm sure a part of that is growing up in Florida and going multiple times and just watching yeah. the movies. I know I'm not like unique in this. I get it, but I just bring it up because I know there are a lot of people and I used to live with someone that just like didn't understand Disney. I definitely understand Disney. I like going there. I just wish that the parks weren't so like Mickey Mouse oriented or like like, when was the last time you watched a fucking Mickey Mouse it's movie? true, Naz. We don't care about Mickey. Sorry. He, like, I have if no you have all the classic I do care around. about Mickey is so high fashion. Like, wearing <laughs> Mickey. I'm sorry. Mickey is, like, he's, like, he's so meta. He represents, like, all of Walt's dreams. Walt's? Yeah. Do we really protect his dreams? <laughs> <laughs> Walt... Walt had a dream. A dream is a wish your heart makes. I fucking love Mickey Mouse. And I and I want him on my ice cream that I buy at the park. I want to eat both of his ears first, and then I want to eat his face. I get what you <laughs> okay. mean when he's fashionable. It is kind of cool because, like, they do put that shape on so many things, and it looks really classic. It's iconic. It's three iconic. circles. Yeah. And I do... It's definitely iconic. But I get like, what I'd you rather... mean. I get what you mean. There, there have been... I, but I'm just saying Disney in general. Obviously, we can okay. we can get Uh-oh. in the nitpicky. I've Are been in a park and I'm like, Parker? and I'm like, Hercules needs more presence in this park. Yes, Hercules <laughs> needs to be around more. I want to eat Hercules face. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like Pocahontas, so so Hunkulies. not prevalent at the park. Why is there not a John Smith character running <laughs> I, I around? Know. People, I want those old. You know how we had the Pocahontas chocolate bars. I want to walk yeah. into a store that has chocolate bars that have all the characters printed on them in like the different yeah. scenes because the chocolate bars we used to get 7-Eleven and 1995 had scenes printed on them. I need that yeah. kind of magic. But Naz, yeah, we I are talking about the parks, right? Disney parks. No, no. Oh. I was talking about Disney in general. Oh. I said all of it. The parks, the yeah. movies, like there are people out there. I'm sure a lot of them are listening that just don't get Disney. They didn't grow up with Disney. They don't take to Disney. They don't really like Disney. And I, Disney is one of my biggest, I get it. Like I, when I meet someone, obviously there's obsessed type people that like dedicate their lives to Disney. I am not one of those people. I am not like, I have to go to the park every Thanksgiving or whatever. I'm just saying, I understand like the appeal and the love and the feeling behind what Disney like exudes. But on the topic of the parks, I would just say that if I felt more productive at them, then I would like them more. I just feel like every time I go, I'm able to go on like three rides that whole day. 
I do agree with that. I mean, listen, I'm not going to get into the intricacies of the issues behind the park. I will say if I get on a couple rides, if I have some Dole Whip and an ice cream and I um, watch fireworks at the end of the night to a Cinderella score and soundtrack, then it is a good day I know. for me. I know. I Now, the best time I've ever had with Disney like involved was when I went to the Nightmare Before Christmas Oogie Boogie <laughs> of course, celebration. Oh, Anything dark. Okay. You went there. It was... The coolest thing ever. The entire park is dark and spooky. It's Halloween. The food yeah. is almost better than it's ever been on a normal day. And all the villains are running that's around. Fun. Yeah, that's, that's sick. That's, that's really it. fun. I agree yeah. with you. There should be like Disney villain. I also want that. I would love for them to make like a Wakanda park. I know Whoopi Goldberg, you know how Chadwick Boseman just passed? Whoopi Goldberg yeah. recently said like, um, it'd be so sick if Disney made a Wakanda park. And I'm like, yes. Like, I need be, more yeah. Marvel superheroes, like, in my... It's, oh, Disney's I'm the sure best. they will. That'd be, That'd be that amazing. They really should, yeah. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. All right. Well, um, now it's time for my get it. Are we, are we, you guys have already exacerbated your, your, your get it? I have one. No, what do I have a I'm whole list. Say. I thought we were going in order. I don't know. Like, we're one, two, already three. almost halfway through. No, I have like 10 more. Oh, okay. okay. So I guess it's Good. my turn. Okay. Yeah. So I get Zach Efron. Um, I've been watching his show now, the Netflix show, which I w- wrote off early on because I was like, this episode is boring. I've even been to Iceland and I still think this episode's boring. But then I started watching more. And it's not that I think the show is so fantastic. I do like the concept that he's going around the world and exploring these different cultures. It's very... What's it called? What's the show called? Oh, God. Second front. I'll look it up. Okay. Um, and it's not... Like, I like the concept of the show. I think it, need, it needed to be a little bit tighter. Um, but I'm not... Down to earth down with to Zac earth. Efron. It's not... This is not a review of the show right now. This is a review of Zac Efron. He is so comforting to me for to watch. I feel like I knew him in another life. And wow. do you feel like that, really? Lauren? I agree. You, I do. I feel like I know I, him. It's like almost weird because Lauren and I met him in the briefest of moments where he told Lauren that he liked her tiara in 2007 oh, yeah, at the Hairspray that. premiere in Baltimore. Okay, oh, but wow. I feel like we knew each other in a different life that we are friends and i try to figure I it really out i really understand his humor me too his humor is so funny his humor is funny but like relatable funny like he i and then he's nerdy and you know that he would never make fun of like he would never make you feel uncomfortable even if you were nervous around him he would like make you feel super normal 
So what I'm gathering, because I don't know much about Zach aside from like High School Musical and a couple other movies, and I have not watched his show, nor have I ever met him. What I'm gathering is that you're saying Zach has a very warm soul oh, so as opposed warm. to the as opposed to what we've been projected, which is sort of like this guy that like all of a sudden got super jacked and like isn't with Vanessa yeah. anymore and is like kind of intimidating. He's so approachable. Every time I watch him in an interview, I'm like who is this guy? Yeah, because he is, I think he might be one of those rare hot guys who truly has the nerd, a, a true nerd inside him. Not one of those guys that's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I'm a, I'm a loser. Right. No, like he actually yeah, is yeah. so normal. And this, nice. this is my big, this is, this is going to be big guys. This is embarrassing. <laughs> so I'm going to say it. If I, <laughs> oh no, oh no. I truly feel like, <laughs> If I had met oh Zach God. before I ever met Jared, I would have dated <gasps> him. <laughs> wow. Wow. Lauren, well, we got to get Us Weekly to run that line. We should take this out. I feel like we would have dated. No, leave I'm it like, in. I'm feeling. But, I mean, okay. honestly, but, I, I am no person to judge because I watch Golden Girls and I feel that Beatrice Arthur is my spirit guide. <laughs> so I understand having a connection with someone that maybe you've met once or have never met and have just like experienced through the screen. I get it. Nats, I mean, Lauren, do you think I would have dated, dated Zach? I think you may have had some kind of obsession with no, him. No, not an obsession. We would have gotten along so well. <laughs> She's like, no, okay. we would have been married. Like, I will tell you, Ashley, over Scott Eastwood, I do think I would see you more with Zach, but I don't know either of them yeah. that well. I see you way more with Zach than Scott exactly, Eastwood. Exactly. You were yeah. obsessed with yeah. Scott totally. Eastwood. I also yeah. think that Jared now. <laughs> totally. She's like, yeah, totally. okay. Totally. We would have been married. I think yeah, that yeah. Jared now would be best friends with Zach. Like, if Jared and Zach met, like, they would be best friends. Yeah. But does, so what you're saying is close. Zach is like Jared and you would have been with Zach. Yeah, okay, there we go. That's it. So do we do we think that Zach has this appeal overall? Like everybody thinks that they'd be friends or would would date him? No, but no, because I'm telling you right now, as someone that like I don't, I'm not fascinated by him like you are. I don't know much about him. I feel like his persona to me is very like like I'm very indifferent, and oh. I just I don't know. He's just somebody that was in High School Musical that is like jacked now in my head. Oh, you have to get to know yeah. him better. I know, I do. I think that maybe all you have to do is watch a couple episodes of that show. I will, but he's I'll super jacked now. He said he got. He got addicted to the gym. Like when he was trying to quit drinking, he replaced it with the gym. And now he's trying to find a healthy balance between both. Oh. Does he not? I was going like, to say, does he, does he not drink? He, he doesn't drink. He's oh, like, I didn't know that. When, yeah. So everyone was like body shaming him because he's not like the cut ripped Zac Efron he's not anymore. Lean. And he's, he's like, like he, man. He's like man body. Yeah. Everyone was calling it a but dad But it's not a dad body. People fucking ridiculous. People so were body shaming Chadwick Boseman who no one knew had colon cancer. Yeah. Like right, shut right. the fuck up. Don't write a comment on anyone's body. Yeah, I like, know. Right, exactly. But Zach was getting all his dad bod comments when the show came out. And he's like, I am a healthy, balanced individual now. You should not be judging me for not being addicted to the gym or addicted to alcohol. Jared so, wanted to go he looks off great. on that because Jared looked at that yeah. and he was like, that is a, ma- a healthy man's body. To call this a dad yeah. body is yeah. so ridiculous. So um, crazy. And it's funny to see. You should watch it. Like my favorite episode so far is definitely the Italy, this Italy episode where he goes mm-hmm. to a blue zone. Lauren, did you watch it? Oh, yeah. you did. So he goes, oh, so now mm-hmm. you you totally understand why, like, 
I'm talking saying yeah because he's like you understand why I'd be married to him yeah yeah Yeah, I understand okay so he he said he explores this culture it's called a blue zone there's a couple around the world where there's more people that turn 100 years old than like anywhere else oh that's fascinating it's really cool so he goes around there and talks about their diet and their genes and all this stuff and he's like so fascinated by the fact that like they eat more carbs than anything else He's like, I've had a carbon 15 yeah. years. <laughs> uh, well, that makes him unrelatable to I, me. I know, but he's happy to know that he can eat carbs yeah. now. Great. And live longer. Wow. Well, the more you know. Okay. All right, Naz, give us one more. Okay. So my last, I get it. <laughs> it's so annoying, but it's, I don't know. It's, I'm like kind of laughing at myself for like even bringing it up. It's not like that big of a deal, but I really get high fashion. And (laughs) see, we don't, this is a a huge, I don't get it tomorrow. I I understand high fashion when the scene in the devil wears Prada, when Anne Hathaway walks in with the blue sweater that she no doubt picked out of like a clearance rack bin at the gap. And Miranda Priestly just says to her, like, you're also blithely unaware of the fact that in 2002, Oscar de la Renta did a collection yes. of Cerulean gowns. And I think it was Yves Saint Laurent, wasn't it, who showed Cerulean, Cerulean, I don't know how to say it, military jackets. I was just like, yes. Like, what most people don't realize is that, like, a designer, everything is, you wear. A designer has come up with something. Everything you wear, there's, like, thought into it. It was, it was made and pulled from something in high fashion delivered to the masses and so when people are like i don't understand fashion and i'm not going to get into the nuance of like how like i don't get i don't like fast fashion fast fashion's like you know all these companies that like reproduce clothes like so much that you wear once or twice and then you throw Mm -hmm. out and it's like so bad for the environment i can go on and on with that but when it comes to like high fashion i like get it (laughs) i love it Uh, i just love it I mean, As somebody I, who went I, to fashion school, I get it. Like, I think that it's there's some beautiful things, and I think it is a hundred percent art. I just think like it's hard. It's hard for everyone to get behind it because no one can actually wear afford, it and enjoy yeah. it and afford it. I get so it too, like, and I can't. Yeah, I'm speaking as someone that can't either. Yeah, I just. I appreciate it and I'm interested in it and I'm passionate about it. And I like reading about designers and knowing what's on the runway and like yeah. trends. And so I know that that is a very superficial thing, but I, I, it's just something I really like and I'm really into it. I understand. I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to go against your contradict. Yeah. But you are allowed to, and we would still be friends because that's how Absolutely. we operate. Exactly. Yes. I would, I would hundred percent unleash on you if I disagreed. <laughs> okay. So I also agree that it is art and it there's interesting history to it and i like the way that it represents time periods and all of that i also think it's nice to have like a staple or two that is pretty high fashion if you can afford it that makes you feel like you're gonna buy this and you're gonna wear it forever it's always gonna be part of your wardrobe something like classic like i have that balmain leather jacket that mm-hmm. I got at the thrift store. Mm-hmm. That you actually probably can't wear forever because that will go out of fashion in about you're five years. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Um, but you guys, but you can it save was $300 it and, and, I, <laughs> and it was originally $1,200 and it's just like the greatest, bar, like it's the greatest buy, one of the greatest physical buys of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like buy, buying vintage, like, like I've been sourcing vintage pieces now that... Because to me, I'm like, well, this is sustainable, better for the environment. 
and, and it's so cool. yeah and it's, it's just shit. cool i like like buying vintage yeah yeah mm-hmm. if i could but find f- cool things at thrift stores i would only buy thrift store stuff exactly same. just the digging takes that's forever true. Yeah. that's true i that's have, have to say though that like <laughs> i would never be the person who who watches these fashion shows or looks at celebrities in the high fashion and think like oh i really really want that i really need that like that's gonna bring joy to my life like i know that me i know that the dress that i get for a hundred dollars i might love just as much as the dress that's like over a thousand dollars right and i also know myself well enough that after i wear something like three times i'm just over it and it doesn't make me feel as pretty anymore as it originally Mm -hmm. did right which is like science but yeah I still, I, I just love, I look at it as art. Like, I love it and yeah. appreciate it. My Metcal is my favorite. Before we have Uncle Robert on, because of the whole um, Black Lives Matter movement, I've been doing, like, more research. And a friend of mine actually knows how much I love fashion. And my friend Brian, I just wanted to share this with you guys in the podcast. I think it's so cool and interesting because I've always been um, fascinated with Jackie O and her partnership with Halston and, like, how she made sort of, like, the hats that he made really big. And so most people don't know that her wedding wedding dress, which is an iconic wedding dress, was designed by a black woman, an African-American fashion designer named Ann Lowe, who never received credit for making Jackie O's dress like in her lifetime. So when people would ask Jackie O who made the dress, Jacqueline Kennedy would say like it was a colored woman. And this woman, Ann Lowe, she would make dresses. She was like the best. And all the white women like knew she was the best. But she, I think she actually had to slip through the back door to get to give Jacqueline Kennedy like the wedding dress because what? they wedding were so dress? racist. The, this is the wedding dress. The wedding dress. So if you guys look up Ann Lowe, A-N-N-L-O-W-E, she's iconic. I think that more people need to know who she is and what her name is. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to share that. I've been trying that to... That is crazy. Yeah, it's, it really is insane. I mean, obviously, I mean, like, I is it after Jackie everything I can't believe Jackie O would learned? say that. Like, you think of Jackie O as such like a, you know, top tier lady progressive. Yeah. yeah. That she would say a colored woman. Oh, they were you like, know. well, I mean, back then, I mean, it's yeah, all I mean, it's back de- in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Not timeline. even back in the day. Like people are like that now, but yeah, exactly. Isn't that crazy? Um, okay. Yeah, that is crazy. You want to know something else? Fucking crazy. Speaking <laughs> of Jackie, you guys guess how old she was without looking up when she became first lady. 40, 38, 38. I have no idea. Like literally no idea. My guess was 38 too, Lauren. Oh, Okay. She was 32. What? Wow. She was my age and first lady. That's cool. Wow. Isn't that But you crazy? have to think, it is crazy now because women have kids so much later. But think about yeah. back then, people had kids at like 25, 20. Yeah. You know, I mean, no, people I still know. do, obviously. But you know she what I mean? She was a was really young norm. president though, right? Well, he was the f- he was the second youngest president. Do you want to know who was the youngest president? Sorry, these are weird things I looked at this week. <laughs> no, I love it. Okay. Who? Who? Wait, is it someone that we we have come to love, or some random person? Um, no, he's he's beloved in a sense, but like you won't think of him for this. Okay, who, who is it? Teddy Roosevelt. Really? Oh, how old was he? He was like nine months younger than JFK was. I think he was 40. He may have been 41, wow. 41 or 42. Interesting. So um, very young and then, for president. And, yeah. And then did you know that Jackie and JFK were 10 years apart? No, but that doesn't surprise it me. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah. 
I thought they were like seven years apart, which in my head sounds a lot less than 10. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's so funny. Seven, okay. seven does sound a lot less than 10, but yes. yeah. That That's is our decade. That is our <laughs> I get it. It is now time Ashley. to bring on Uncle Robert. Uncle Robert, thanks for joining us today. So, you guys, Uncle Robert is my dad's uncle. He loves the Beatles. <laughs> nope. No, he he's not your dad's uncle. He's not our dad's uncle. He's my dad's brother. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I was going to say, our uncle on my dad's side. And, um, well, he's a very interesting human being. So, so smart. And I would like him to start with something that he texted us a couple weeks ago. And it really did mind boggle me. And it really made me think, I don't get it. Ashton and I have something in common. We love chocolate, and especially chocolate ice cream, and we have no clue why anyone considers vanilla their favorite ice cream. And from what I've read and understand, vanilla is the most popular ice cream there is. I don't get it. (laughs) Well, Uncle Robert, we've actually, I think we've discussed this way back, like the first year we did our podcast, and it is crazy that vanilla is i mean that's why everyone says vanilla right because it is the most common flavor that everyone likes but do we think it's because it's not as rich do you think some people just like things that aren't as rich i agree though i love chocolate i think maybe you go with the most basic well i think for me and i think ashley also (laughs) chocolate is so deeply satisfying that why would you consider anything else? And she often says when she goes into an ice cream shop, Baskin-Robbins or something, 52 ice creams, there are all these exotic flavors, all these flavors that you should explore and experience. And you consider them all, and you end up walking out of the place with a chocolate ice cream cone. A thousand percent. I, I will never, first of all, I eat chocolate all day, every day, like in between all my meals. Like I have to have a piece of chocolate. So I really am a chocoholic. Yeah. But yeah, I don't get it. Like when I go to Jenny's, people will be like, you have to try the the blueberry crunch or whatever. Ugh. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it's fine, but it's not going to be as good as their milkiest milk chocolate. I know. I I truly don't understand why there are so many people out there that experiment with these wacky flavors because I know that that weird flavor isn't as good (laughs) as just a plain chocolate with rainbow sprinkles. What about the people that get cotton candy and gummy bears, you know? Well, I like gummy bears in my chocolate. What's your favorite topping? Yeah, but she means just the flavor. Yeah, I'm a purist. I don't I don't consider sprinkles and nuts and things like that when I um consider my ice cream choices, not at all. No. But moving on to another food, um Uncle Robert was talking about oranges a couple weeks ago <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, I don't know." Okay, oranges. Now this I I pretty much know the answer to. It's just that I send out these texts just because they occur to me. <laughs> um I love it. What comes for what came first, the orange? Or did the name come first? Uh, meaning, did did they name orange from an orange, or um, or the color, the net, you know, the the, the name color. of the color? You're saying, right? Right, right. So, but huh. the color had to come first, right? There are there are orange sunsets. There are you know. Yes, that is a, a great orange flowers. That is a fantastic. It's I don't really, get it. I'm going to say the a fruit chicken came or the first. egg debate. 
I think the fruit no. came first because fruits were around like before the English language. Exactly. But the sun was around <laughs> and apparent to everyone all the time and it sets in orange. What if we called the sun an orange? That's, that's <laughs> an orange. That's the orange. The orange in the sky. Sometimes it's a lemon. We were very uninnovative or in, not innovative when we're coming up with the names of that particular fruit. Banana is a great name and we really worked hard to create that word, you know? Banana. That's fun. It looks funny. And that's why we named it banana. It's fun. It is but fun. An it does suit. It does suit. Wait, Lauren, I cannot disagree more. I'm also go- oddly going through an orange phase this year. I think that's my color of the year, even though contrary to Pantone's color of the year. Or I am so into orange. I love the word orange. I think it's so fun to say. I think the syllables, like anything that starts with an O is so fun. It's like, oh, and then it's like, orange. Orange. Wow. How high are you right now? <laughs> and I think the color orangutan is so unique. Orangutan. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of the tang yeah, pouch juice. Is fun. Remember the tang pouch yeah. juices? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So, Uncle Robert, is there more intellectual I don't get it that you have? Uh, probably not. Most of them are probably generational. Yeah. Um, for, for example, uh, and this may be a, a topic that you guys might want to use in the future as you gain more experience. And now that you're married, you have a different experience. Um, what did you think was I don't get it? And now you get it. Well, I guess I get how to be in a relationship now because at the beginning of the podcast, I was like, and then when I do get a boyfriend, like, what do I talk about all day? <laughs> like, do we... Do do we talk all the time? Um, is it going to get boring? And now I get how it goes. Which is how? I can't really explain it. You no, try. It will change, too. You know, relationships change and your interests change. And, um, you know, it grows in some ways. And it's a dynamic uh situation like uncle robert but staying on this topic wait but staying on this topic what do you not get about millennials uh millennials um well let let me let me just start with this about my experience when i was younger i used to ride around the neighborhood and i used to see people my age in the front yard picking weeds and i would say to myself (laughs) don't they have anything better to do (laughs) guess what i do on weekends I'm out in the yard picking weeds. <laughs> well, now, this or is a leaves. generational thing that... Like, why are you raking it? leaves? They're just going to come back. Oh, my I God. I used to well. have to rake leaves when I was little in the it's backyard. It's just a chore to make you do a chore. It doesn't mean anything. I, I think it means something. If there's leaves everywhere and, and in Florida, it would rain and they get all mushy. And I remember my dad would give me a rake. And I haven't even thought about a rake until you said leaves, Lauren. I, like, forgot about rakes. They're so weird uh, and you, I know I shared this on the podcast before, but I have to talk about it again since you said rake. Do you know that when I was getting prepared for kindergarten and getting my school supplies, I said to my mom, mom, but when do I get the rake? (laughs) And then she goes, why would you get a rake? I go, because I'm going to kindergarten. We're going to (laughs) garden. Is that? That's really cute. I mean, Ashley. Okay. Okay. Now to get back to millennials, um, 
Uh, I have two questions. First of all, let's talk about facial hair. Um, as you can see, I have some. My question is, um, when does a beard get too long? Um, you know, I, I see these men now with these huge Victorian beards, and I used to look at the uh, cough drop packages by the, was it the Smith Brothers or whatever, and they used to have these long Victorian no beards. Idea. I said, will that, will that ever come back? I said, no way is that ever going to come back. Here we are. I see it all the time. I think it depends on how attractive the person is underneath the beard gonna say if Good you're point. less attractive you'll have a longer beard and you can shape it up to make your cheekbones and your jawline look amazing and that can be extra long and to hide some extra fat on your face but if you're very handsome i think the length should be shorter i first of all i gotta say i love a beard and i think this is a great question uncle robert how long should a beard be obviously anybody can have their beard as long as they want Personally, I think it depends on your face shape. Yeah. So I think if you have more of like an oval, an oval face, you can get away with sort of a longer beard if you groom it and use beard oil. No, and like the trim longer it and stuff. the face, the the less you can have a a, a beard. I if like you have a it. Round I think face I think or a square of, face, you can have a beard. I get. I don't you want know. The, the look I like Dumbledore. No, I I think you can pull it off. I think it's like that motorcycle look. You know, I don't know. I enjoy all. I think for an attractive man, you just like beards in all shapes and sizes. I love beards. Well, okay, if it gets like I just like I like scruff. I think if you can braid it, that's a little much for me. And then I think I'm dating Santa Claus. I agree. I don't like when it's like long in the middle. I like when it's all one length. But I, I'm with you, Ashley. I like a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, and I like scruff. I'm just saying. I think. If you have if you have a round face and a long beard, I think like a long one that sort of just has like a tip, I think that's weird. I think you have to have an oval face for that type of beard, I think. Okay. Okay, just still on the subject, how about the other extreme? What about metrosexuals? How much grooming should a guy do? Is there too much grooming? Um yeah. yeah, I think unibrow is probably the only thing they should really be plucking, and I think they should take care of their skin. I think using good skincare products is something I'd really like Jared to get behind um, because, you know, that's more of like preserving your face in the long run and like preventing acne and stuff and just having an overall sense of like smelling good, good hygiene. Well, let me um, say... I wouldn't... Don't go overboard, you know, like... Ryan Seacrest like tints his he's the you know he's the poster child for metrosexuals and he like tints his eyelashes but he's also on tv a lot so that's a different story when I think of grooming in like the nether regions for men I really dislike over groomed down there I think that's gross there. I think I have I have no comment on that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I uh, I feel like the world right now where it currently stands is very behind men with a lot of hair. I think women have always liked men with a lot of hair, but I think we went through a phase in the 90s and 2000s where Metro was really mm-hmm. in and I think that had to do with boy bands and a couple of uh, it was just like the look and I think hair a lot of hair and facial hair is like really in right now. And I actually wonder, you know how like big eyebrows are in right now. I wonder mm-hmm. if it'll ever go back to thin eyebrows and like the metrosexual look. As it far will. As trend. You think it will? I mean, thin the eyebrows trends, for women? 
Thin eyebrows for women and less facial hair on men and like the more metro look. I wonder if those will come back. Let me tell you, they are they were thin in like when the 20s, then they got bushy again, then they got thin again, then they got bushy again. And you never thought like in the 80s, we like in the early 2000s, we wouldn't make fun of people for wearing high-waisted pants so much. Wow. And yeah, now so we're not wearing high-waisted jeans. We would never wear low-waisted pants. So it's going to come back. It's all a circle. We will have thin eyebrows one day. Oh, I can't wait. Well, <laughs> I can say with confidence, nasal hair will never be in. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You forgot. I forgot to mention that. Nothing drives me more nuts than Jared not paying attention to his nose hairs. And it's just always there, always sticking out of his nose. I'm like, you're such a beautiful man. I don't want to be looking at your nasal hairs. That'd be the first thing that I look at. But of course I do that as your as his wife, because I'm just like, why can't he just take care of himself? Oh my God. Uncle Robert, what well, are your, well, get, what are your thoughts well, on wait, nasal? One second. What, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, uh, it's uh, this is Ashley. Get used to it. <laughs> I, I'm watching. I'm looking at it, your nose right now. It gets harder to keep it groomed. <laughs> it grows faster. It grows in places you can't see, and even when you think you see it, uh, your vision's not the same. And unless you have those mirrors that come <laughs> right up to your face, you're going to find here in your ears and in your nose and. Mm-hmm. I have you. a question, Uncle Robert. I have a question. Because when as most women, I don't want to say all women, most women who, who don't like a lot of facial hair, um, it doesn't matter what you like. But the women that don't are very adamant about looking in the mirror and keeping track of that stuff. Do you feel like men are as apt to keep track of it? Like, why don't you look for those things in the mirror, I guess, is my well, question. Well, I, I'm aware of it. Um, keeping up with it sometimes is a challenge. Now, these guys who have the bushy eyebrows... But what is a challenge? uh, What do you mean it's a challenge? How is it a challenge? Well, like I said, it's a vision thing with me now. Oh, okay. I'm not close enough to to the mirror to see all the details. (laughs) 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 But um, uh, I'm aware of it. Um, I try to keep up with it, but it it takes more and more time and i envy you women i'm sorry i'm not envy i it, it's i understand i feel bad, I feel bad that you have to take the time you do to keep up with your appearances i have a, a question women, anyway. going beyond this so last week we had um a sex caller come on and talk to us and when we asked her a sex a, phone operator a sex phone operator um yeah. we asked her her i don't get it and her i don't get it for life was monogamy and I want to know your take on this. Do you think that people can be monogamous? Because I don't well, know your stance on this. Okay, well, do I think? Yes, I do. Uh, but um, the challenge is always there for everyone. I mean, uh, to, to, to turn off your attraction and sexuality is just unrealistic. Um, we, um, we all live in our own worlds. We're the hub of all of our experience. Um, we're living, we all live separate lives, even though we're together. Mm-hmm. And we're all, as well as we know someone, we're all a mystery to each other. But yes, I do think we can uh, um, uh, be uh, monogamous. And uh, it's just a choice and a challenge that you have to make. But if you, but it sounds like what you're saying is that innately, as humans, we're not. So do you believe that, like, it should be? Well, like, that should be the I norm? I think there's or? a difference between... I think there's a difference between being attracted and carrying it out. Yeah, yeah for sure. 
That's the big difference. I think you can like have like a little bit of a crush and you can be like, that person's really hot. Like, I think that person's very like attractive to me. Like, I like their personality. I like their face and stuff. But it's just about like having that desire to touch them that you is the choice. That's the choice. Yeah. It's like I choose you every day is is the choice. Yeah. Love is a choice every day you wake up. Do you guys find, do you guys, when you're like finally in relationships, do you, is it scary that that's like always a thing? Is that always a thought? Like, oh, is is my partner going to be more attracted to this person? Or do you just sort of like have this trust that like mm. it's never well, going to be an issue? Um, Uncle Robert can yeah. answer first. <laughs> um, we all want to be special, right? And um, nurturing parents make us feel special. And then the real world approaches and... Um, you have to deal with all these conflicting feelings and, um, you know, you, different people deal with it in different ways. And it depends on the state of your relationship, of your circumstances. But if it's something you want to do and you know that at the moment you may want to do it, but you know looking back you're going to regret it, mm-hmm. that's something you to consider and if you consider that, I think you can meet the challenge. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel like I have much to like, uh, elaborate on, but no, Naz, I don't ever sit around thinking, like, is Jared thinking about somebody else? Right. I never think like that. Like, I guess I just assume that he thinks the way that I would think. Like, if I see somebody cute, I'd be like, oh, that person's really cute. Right. Um, and he's allowed to think that, but I don't... Because I don't think beyond, I guess I assume that he doesn't think beyond something like that. Right, right. That makes sense. Is there anything about more about our culture that you don't understand today? Like, but without getting political. He's like, that's, that eliminate everything. That's hard for me, but um, tattoos. Tattoos were almost taboo when I was very young. Only pretty much military guys had them. Oh. Now, I have nothing against tattoos, and some of them are probably even attractive or symbolic. So I get that. The question to me is how many or too many tattoos? And I know that there are cultures that, like Polynesians, who wear it for different reasons. But I'm strictly for cosmetic reasons or adornments. Uh, how many or too many? Hmm. I like your word adornments that you use. <laughs> we'll pick that up. Fantastic vocabulary. I think it's just like the beard. You know, I think it's preference based on like women. I think, I think the thing I don't like about. I'm glad you brought up tattoos because I think people are very. Um, quick to judge a book by its cover, especially now that we have dating apps and you see pictures. So I think a lot of my friends that are single will be like, oh, he has too many tattoos. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't want to marry someone with a lot of tattoos. And I actually think it's so crazy to discount someone based off just tattoos. My friend um, started, she doesn't like tattoos. She started talking to someone and the guy actually ended up being super religious and conservative wow. and had a bunch of tattoos. And I was like, see, you just never know. So you never I, know. I don't, a lot of people do get tattoos like for their family or for someone that passed away. But like prep, like for me, I could literally have tattoos up to the chin and find it to be hot. Like it could be all around the face. And I me like too. it. But that's for men. As, me personally, as a woman, I, I think I would just want tiny little baby ones but nothing's okay. huge. Lauren, for your information, um, I have um, two friends. Yes. Um, who, who see a tattoo on a girl and it flips a switch. It's over. It could be Nicole Scherzinger. 
And if they see a tattoo on a girl, they're not interested. I don't know if it's because it's a physical thing or they extrapolate to how this girl thinks. I don't know. Well, shout out to Nicole Scherzinger. Uh, if you're interested in Uncle Robert, he's interested in you. <laughs> Wait, is Uncle Robert, are you married? I am not. Oh. How weird is that? That's not weird, but why, why aren't you married? Uh, I don't know. Um, I had a couple of uh, long relationships, but uh, they didn't work out. And I'm a firm believer in marrying your friend. Maybe I just didn't find the right friend yet. Okay, wait, this is is fascinating. I want to know what it's like dating for you at your age then. Because people Uh, are on apps. Are you on websites and apps? (laughs) It doesn't happen. Let me me tell you, gray hair and no hair is a huge flag. (laughs) it's not no it's not what would your dating profile be if we got you on an app uh you'd have to explain what that you know what do you mean by profile? what would be your blur? You describe yourself uh i'd have to think about that um too no, short too so short funny. notice i'll submit that in writing later <laughs> yeah. wait uncle robert why aren't you on dating apps uh because i i just think there's too much work involved um I always thought I would just meet someone and uh, you get, you know, you get the whole show at once. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and I can, you know, if I put on a profile, you know, I'm bald, I'm 61, I'm taking care of my 97-year-old mother. How many replies do you think I would get? I think you get a lot. Uncle Robert, are you? You get a lot. I think you were missing out on like, literally a plethora of women that would be so down to me and even just to go on dates would be fun there are so many people your age that are dating right now it would be so fun to get out and just talk to people and you're a great conversator but i don't want to make him feel like we're like trying to like get him on the apps and this is the way that we got him on the podcast but i do want to know how you feel about keeping in touch with exes because i'm thinking back on the one ex that lauren and i knew and i know that you you guys kept in touch for a while do you think that that's a healthy thing um that you're yeah like how did you how do you deal with that well i think it's good i just think it just wanes after a while Mm -hmm. um no, I never left in really bad terms with any of my uh, girlfriends. Uh, it's just that they, they want to move on with their lives, and I want to move on with mine, so it just goes away. So does know. it fade it just, away, or do you cut it off? Um, I guess that would depend on the circumstances, but <laughs> in my case, mostly fades away. Yeah. Well, that's where Lauren gets her treats from. Yeah. Uncle Robert, if you could go back and give your 15-year-old self advice, what would you give it? What would you give him? Um, one I said already, um, marry your best friend. And, uh, when you deal with the world, don't be the path of least resistance. What is that? Don't be. Don't be. Don't be. Because, um, if, if people see you as an easy mark, they're going to travel your road and, Mm -hmm. um, take advantage of you. So those are the only, you know, a good one and a bad one. So you mean like don't be a pushover is what you're saying? Exactly. So you guys, growing up, uh, Uncle Robert always told me when I would come over completely in sync obsessed that one day I would look back and tell him that the Beatles were a better band. And I think I'm still waiting for that day to hit me. What? <laughs> Actually, I, there's no yeah. way. I don't get it. 
There's no. Uh, he doesn't get it. Sorry. Way you think NSYNC is better than the Beatles? I don't. Actually, you, you know music. Okay. Musically, you have come to come on, that. Ashley. Come on. You guys, I still like. I understand the the being like the founders of the music, which I totally appreciate. But I still, when it comes to like founding sounds or, or sounds of that era, they're still not my favorite sounds of the era. What's your favorite? Like, I still sound prefer of that Elton era. in the seventies. Like I'm still, you know, like I'm still an Elton person. Well, the Beatles were influenced by. Yeah, uh, it's not one too, or the like, other. The, the, the Everly Brothers and um, uh, Chuck Berry. Yeah. And uh, many others. You can hear it in their music if you go back and you study it. You can. See. Okay, so I guess what I'm saying is, I have a great appreciation for the Beatles. But if I were going to go and choose to listen to Sgt. Pepper or Celebrity, I would go and listen to Celebrity. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's still crazy. What is a day in history? Because you know, I know that you like history and politics. What's a day in history that you think stands out to you the very, very most? I mean, that you are yeah, alive for. Be the moon land. Yeah, Lauren, yeah. obviously, that he experienced. You did not clarify. It, it has to be the moon landing. I mean, it, I mean the, the, uh, the spectacle itself, but when you reflect on where we've come from and how we got here and all the obstacles, uh, think about just feeding ourselves for thousands of years. It's a full-time job, clothing ourselves and things, and then getting sick and disease, uh, um, uh, overcoming all of those things and then really exploding in the 16th and 17th century as far as our technology. Isn't that the wackiest thing ever? And I talk about it all the time. This might be my ultimate, I don't get it. We created the car in what, the last decade of the 1800s? And then six decades later, we were on the moon? Like, how does that happen? That I'm going to crown that as of right now, my biggest, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's so true, and it's just going to accelerate. You guys don't know, probably, because of when you were born. I saw the computer mass-produced, and the changes since then are just disorienting completely. So you guys can say now, okay, boomer, but you have no <laughs> idea the changes we've seen in the last 30 years about changing our lifestyle. Yeah. At some point, you're just going to give up learning because you're like, I've already changed a bajillion times in learning this new technology. I'm just going to stick with what I It's know. so crazy how the computer, the first computer was like an entire room. It was like a control room. It was That's massive. Right. So when That's like the, Mac, used... when the Macintosh came out, um, or micro, was it the Macintosh that was first? Yeah, I think that was the first personal computer. I'm not sure. I can't remember. That's a Jerry It was question. like, it was so, it was so, like, so game changer. Yeah. Well, the big computers were used fuses. Do you know what fuses are? No. Have you ever seen a fuse? No. Fuses were these bulbs that were in the back of TVs, and they used them um, as transistors then, mm. uh, which, uh, which deciphers your information. Anyway, um, and so they were the size of the room. And then when they came in with transistors and solid-state um, electronics and made things small and condensed them smaller and smaller and made processors the size of the tip of your finger, um, they could 
put these things in phones and in, uh, in your uh, stove and in your microwave, and um, everything changed. And it was just accelerating ever since. I just want to conclude by saying thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. I'm honored that you <laughs> choose me as a guest. Aw, thanks for coming on, Uncle Our Robert. pleasure. <laughs> Goodbye. I don't get it. Podcast.